0: Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at 5starchemicals.com. Doctor, look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Exactly. Yeah,
1: All right, everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Dr. Homebrew. Great, in my opinion, uh, because let's face it, this is the best show on the Brewing Network. Aside from Lunch Meat, maybe. No. (laughs) No?
2: No, without challenge. No Lunch Meat. (laughs) Uh,
1: You're probably right about that.
2: I might get assassinated for that, but you never (laughs) know. Yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, Before we get any further, though, I do want to thank our uh, show sponsor, Five Star. You can go to 5starchemicals.com, Learn all about how to clean and sanitize your brewing equipment properly. Uh, the pros do it. You should do it too. Um, you will never see uh, these kind of—I don't know—one one process chemical cleaning sanitizers in, in a professional brewery. It just would never happen, uh, and you shouldn't do it do either.
3: They call them cleanitizers, or what do they call those?
1: Saners, Sanniers?
2: They call those the breweries you don't want to drink their beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're
1: called All Organic Breweries, and uh, they're terrible. No, um, Step one, clean. Step two, sanitize. Yeah, it's the only way, guys. You, you just you can't do it. So uh, check out 5starchemicals.com to learn all about how and where to get 5star. Uh, but let's face it, they're probably already at your local shop. So if you're not using them, you really should. Uh, you, you, you would uh, elevate your game. That's what we like to say here on Dr. Humbrew. <sighs> Hello, fellas. How are you? Hey, good. H- how are you? Great. Awesome. I'm loving Wonderful. it. Wonderful. I'm drinking this faction pale ale right now. Are you really? Huh. Yeah. Awesome. It's a good part about having a, a, a bar is your office.
2: Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It's almost it as good as being home.
1: It does hurt, I will tell you.
2: Yeah. Your liver <laughs> when you get home, but that's different.
1: Oh, <laughs> man,
3: for sure. I'm sipping the Easy Jack right now. So. There you go. Oh, nice. Lee,
1: what yeah. are you drinking
2: I, on? This is the Tahoe Mountain Irish Red.
3: Yeah? Yeah. Treating you right, huh? Yeah. Nice. It's
2: good stuff.
1: I don't know if I've ever had anything from Tahoe Mountain.
2: I've only had a couple.
1: Yeah. They've been all right. Yeah? Yeah. Is this the, the stellar one? Is this the pinnacle?
2: The pinnacle? The pinnacle of the what, of of what you've had rides? from them? Yeah. The pinnacle of what I've had from them? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure.
3: Okay. Fair assessment. I've,
2: I've only had a couple of their beers. Okay. You, he all wants right. to
3: assess more.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm you being have. It's canny because I don't remember that well the other <laughs> I remember they're all right. I remember I enjoyed them. I don't how, remember that much about them.
1: How neutral of you? Uh, all right. We're about to kick off uh, Dr. Homebrew here uh, talking to Adam. We're going to uh, drink his American pale ale here after the jump. Uh, but let me just give you a little rundown of what Dr. Homebrew is in case you're interested in being on, like Adam is about to. If you are a home brewer, and I assume you are because you are listening to us uh, yammer on and on and on about beer right now, uh, we are uh, an interactive BJCP score sheet. So if you, you brew beer, you want to elevate your game, uh, you want to get some higher scores, you want to get rid of some of these off flavors you may or may not be experiencing. I don't know that. Uh, send your beer in. Email me, jp at com, And uh, I will have you on in a few months because we are kind of backlogged right now. Uh, and then we'll bring you on. We'll drink your beer and uh, right in front of your face. And then you live can ask uh, Brian and Lee questions. And they are master BJCP judges. Uh, there are few people in the universe who know more about beer than these two people right here. <laughs> And do we'll do
3: it. we'll do our best to avoid your questions and answer with total b s that's right <laughs> yeah
1: Lee's slipping me ten bucks right now appreciate that thank you very much <laughs> uh, so uh yeah call us up man if you know uh, 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 shoot me an email if you want to be on the show we'll, uh, we do we'd love have, to have you beers. We want to help people yeah that's right we do and and uh, you know like i said we're, we're a couple a couple months backlog still but uh, you know it's all good it's all good baby we'll get you on eventually I'm emailing people from like January or February and this one guy's like Remind. I know I sent you an email, but who are you? <laughs> really? Did you read my email at all? Hi, this is Jason from the Brewing Network. But apparently, uh-huh. these people like they uh, they email from their phone, but they don't know how to like set it up properly. So it's like a text message email. So the email says from you know three oh nine four eight. So I don't know who it is either. So I'm like, hey well, yo,
3: I want to get my beer on your show. Yeah, that's right.
1: Just,
2: that's out. basically it. So just put your name in there. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
1: Get a smartphone. Put your flip phone this away. Would
2: be like writing an old written letter. Hi, this is Jason. Yeah, <laughs> Jason. Jason. Who calls Jason. You Jason?
1: Most people. Really? Yeah. Not Outs- be people. Outside of this outside world? Of the outside of the homebrewing world. Yeah.
2: Jason, God, we should start like wearing hockey him. mask.
1: I I I do dress up for Jason this Halloween <laughs> to like super scare kids. But I mean, you do like this the uh, the really slow like door open and you stand there in the doorway and you don't move. You just have a bowl of candy in your hand and the the kids have no idea what to do. Like, do I? Do I take the candy and they reach for the candy? and Just pull the ball back real fast. <laughs> Boom! There's no, there's not a kid will we remain on the porch. Just show them
2: the knife. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I no, love we're going to get some.
2: in my work, we're going to get two, three big new pieces of equipment. You know how yeah. most a lot of companies they give names to the equipment. they sure. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's something stupid like you know seven dwarves or you know <laughs> Star Trek characters. Right. So we actually have decided the next three things that we're getting in is going to be Chucky, Jason and freddy and, and freddy there yes. we go
3: nice <laughs> that's awesome you can go with jason justin and tasty <laughs> the three no, scariest we, we don't want it people to be too scary
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh let's tell, tell you what let's take a break um if b doesn't kick the uh, computer again and shut us down in the middle don't judge this is about where we were about 25 minutes ago and then bab decided to kick the computer
3: oh she's never done that there's no
1: evidence of that that's true uh, so we're going to take a break. I'm going to get Adam on the line, and then when we come back, we're going to be drinking his beer, and we're going to talk some American pale ale. Uh, let me cross my streams here for a second. <laughs> here we go. All right. Oh. Back after this. This ah. is
4: a public service announcement. <coughs> hey, dude. I think there's are uh, sick. <coughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <coughs> Let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star StarSand fantastic your friends and loved ones will thank you five-star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online put your best beer forward with five-star chemicals your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution
5: hello fellow banners this is sully from the 21st amendment brewery located in san francisco just two blocks from giants park and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games.
0: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
4: Hey Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat. I've been swinging through this forest for fifty years. Ever since we ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look. What is that? It looks like a man-made tree house. With fresh food and craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grousey, Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> Woohoo! Awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotating. Tape frequently to make each visit an adventure. Yeah! Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com.
1: All right, welcome back. It's Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm going to get Adam on the line here in just, just a second. We're pouring his beer, though.
2: Beer. We're yeah, we've, beer? Got beer. we've got Adam's beer, which has been through some uh, trials and travails here. <laughs> we did pour his beer. Yes. You're you're going to have to open the
3: next beer, Lee, because I did a terrible job. <laughs> yes. <of> yeah, <laughs> we, we
2: actually snapped the top off of this bottle while we were opening it. It's this nice chiseled bevel. I don't know, does the beer cam work these days? Put it up to the beer yeah. cam. Yeah. Uh,
3: make sure Bev Ooh. is... Uh, I did not know my own strength.
2: Yeah, the, the the top popped right off of this. So we're not drinking these glasses to the bottom tonight. Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm going to gargle <laughs> those glasses, All right. Well, y- you go for it, Brian.
1: <laughs> yeah, do it. It'll work through your, yeah. your system, man, yeah, right?
2: That's right. I've got a
3: gullet, I think.
1: Adam, yeah. are you trying to kill us over here or what? I'm here.
3: <laughs> All right. There he is. Are you
1: trying to kill us with these bottles?
3: <laughs> Why? What's with
6: those? Uh,
1: well, apparently, uh, Weak top. Brian is too strong for his own good. And. Uh, <laughs> broke the top off when he was opening it
3: oh no i've done that before when i was bottling yeah. beers with the hand capper and you just like you want to make get that cap on there nice and
2: tight and you just crunch it down and it's like
3: yeah mm. yeah
2: this is a tiny little bottle opener with almost no leverage on it
1: i think it was brian brian's strength has uh, surpassed yeah. mere man mm.
3: it's, it's a superhuman master
2: judge strength yes yeah, <laughs> tiny little bottle opener here got about an inch of a lever on it wimpy
3: two ounce aluminum hop grenade bottle opener
2: it's a bottle snapper what can you say
3: yeah Yeah.
2: uh
1: adam so thanks man for for sending your beer and uh, we were going to have you on uh, last month's shows uh but uh, i overbooked my fault uh so thanks for uh you know not fleeing yeah
6: thanks for thanks for having me
1: of course yeah so uh just so everyone knows we did judge his beers um like later that week so uh so it's not just hanging around for another month so we try to get as fresh as possible and yeah. um, no, I sorry. think I
6: brewed that one back in
3: May, so.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. So we uh, we try to stay true to the the, the shipping deadline, so, uh, you know, anyway. Do you uh, have some left? We did our best.
3: Are you, are you drinking it with us tonight?
6: Uh, no, I'm actually yeah. having a commercial beer tonight. Okay. What are
1: you, what are you drinking?
6: Um, Bentop IPA from Bent Paddle Brewing. Where are they out of? They're out of Duluth,
3: Minnesota. Duluth.
6: They're some very, are... very good. Yeah, you know? there's a
3: lot of new breweries in Duluth that are... That popped up over the last few years, and wow, you, yeah. You following the
1: Duluth scene pretty pretty heavily? Well, Brian? I do
3: through my my brother lives there. So yeah, oh. I, I, Well, now I just sound like a jerk.
5: Yeah, he, he <laughs> wants me
3: to oh, get out there and do the do the brewery tours. It sounds like there's a lot to a lot to see and yeah. experience. Uh, there's a
6: lot in Duluth right now.
3: Very cool, awesome. So uh, Adam, how long have you been homebrewing, man?
6: Uh, I think about five or six years or so.
1: Okay, As is this your first foray into the American pale ale?
6: Oh, definitely not. I think this is the the version you're drinking is the sixth time on this recipe, and um, probably brewed four or five different pale ale recipes over the past few years.
1: Okay, are you uh, mainly all grain? I imagine.
6: Yes. Yep. All grain for probably the past uh, two years.
1: Okay, for the past two years. Okay, how are you liking it? I love it. Some I'm people like... hate it.
6: Uh, hate all grain? Yeah they no, don't I'm, send in their beers no, <laughs> <laughs> no i love it i'm i'm actually a little obsessed oh really yeah brew i, I was looking back through my brew notes uh, getting ready for the show and i have brewed about 60 batches in the last year and a half so
2: wow Oh, i think we know the next brewery in duluth here <laughs> <laughs> adam's brew <laughs> yeah uh, hopefully no is that
1: no. what you're gonna do is that what you're shooting for man
6: uh you know, maybe that's kind of the goal, but I don't really know. I'm I'm going back to school right now for my uh MBA in the hopes of you know, that might help open a brewery or that might help in my current path. So say
3: hoax or hope? Hope <laughs> oh, hope. Oh. Okay.
1: Maybe both. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, well let's jump into Adam's beer here, fellas. What yeah. do you think?
3: Right off well, the board. Yeah. Brian, the, go get one. Um the aroma has uh you know, it's definitely hop forward, a big hop a tropical fruit bouquet up front there. Um some strong citrus and a little light kind of pine it smells it smells really fresh when we judged it it smelled fresher um the hop carrot component of this was a bit high for an a p a in my opinion It's like one of those kind of pale ale and a half kind of <laughs> aroma like where it's maybe not i p a quite but it's really you know strongly uh you know strongly hoppy up front <clears throat> as opposed to the kind of classic a p a s that are a little more subdued and you know, they they seemed really hoppy at the time and now, you know, everything keeps getting bigger and bigger. I don't mean that as a criticism really because it's a pleasant smelling beer. No,
6: yeah, yeah, I really like the the West Coast style, you know. So really yeah. really kind yeah. of pushing more in the IPA category like you said.
3: Yeah, and we'll we'll get into the hop selections later too with you and, and go over your recipe, but I, I do want to know what you put in that. So um remind me to ask you that. Um the base malt is just kinda of supporting and, and uh low overall, a little kind of bready character, but clean, and uh, you know no, no DMS or diacetyl in there. Um, the color was kind of a light golden color. It had a bit of probably hop-derived haze. Uh, poured a pretty dense head of, of fine bubbles, and uh, it stuck around pretty well. Um, white head, yeah. So, just, just clean uh, in the flavor. Clean, bright hops up front. Tropical citrus. A little bit of berry. Uh, clean ale fermentation. Bitterness is Medium it's kind of where it needs to be for for this big of an a p a if you backed it up too much, it wouldn't hold up to that not aroma and flavor definitely hop balance real citrus piney uh tropical fruit in there, mango um you know grapefruit pineapple, some really cool flavors in there and i, I do want to know the hop um finish this kind of medium dry and and slightly i p a like with the, you know lets those hops kind of come out in the aftertaste, which is nice um seems to be I, I don't know what the abv is but it seems toward the strong side for style if not bordering on being a little too strong but uh it's clean and there's no like offensive hot alcohol flavors in there or anything uh you know big alcoholic and and uh boozy or anything just it's a it's a pretty you know pretty sturdy beer sure uh, yeah,
6: this is uh a- I usually shoot for about five and a half or five point six. This one shot up to about five point eight percent. Yeah,
3: you're pushing six. Yeah, but yeah. it's a yeah, good. Just on the high end, not not offensive on that front. Just just a good, good, solid, sturdy beer. Medium bodied, pretty firm carbonation, medium high. Uh, you know, the, the, there's maybe a hint of warmth in there. But it's not too obvious or noticeable. Uh, I didn't get get any real stringency in there. Um, and it wasn't very creamy or anything like that. Just really s- pretty smooth drinking, still. Um, but um, you f- feel feel those hops and, on your tongue, and, and the, the bitterness lingers a little bit there, too. So, like, gives the impression of kind of a a little bit of a bite, but not really astringency. Uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty wonderful, drinkable, tasty ale, uh, somewhere between APA and, and IPA territory. If you were going to enter it as a classic, American Pale, I would suggest backing off the hops, mostly the, the aroma and flavor hops, the, late, the later hop additions. But the bitterness could be backed off a touch if you were doing that too, because that would probably throw it out of balance if you just backed off the late hops. But, you know, I'm, why not just keep it as it is? You know, the the ingredient choices seem great. The process seems like you know what you're doing. Um, you could just adjust this recipe to, to fine-tune it if you were entering it in a competition. So. From a strict competition standpoint, I gave it um, 34 out of 50 in the very, very good territory. Really, okay. you know, some generally within the, the style parameters. Well, it fell out more for that. You know, there, were, there weren't really any major flaws or anything, and um, just it did kind of fall out a little bit for style. So, yeah. Okay.
5: Good beer. Cool.
3: Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Brian. Lee, what do you think?
1: What do you have to say for yourself, young man?
2: Oh, I liked it. I gave it, I think, I think it was a 39, 40 points good. Yeah. This is a good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, of course, it brings up a slightly interesting story. This is a beer, so since we, we missed you on the last show, uh, we took bottles of this home to judge. Yes. So we're not drinking the same bottles that we're drinking here now, and we're not drinking the same bottles each other. And as it turned out, when we compared notes after judging, because I had—I'll get into this in a second—some very different comments from Brian. It brought up a very interesting aspect of beer judging, one that we got to be a little bit careful about when we don't judge on site. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. We We're gonna get all educational the home
3: here. Of um, he has a fancy right. beer cellar area <laughs> ah, here in the corner. He has yeah. his own private cicerone. Private beer room with a tasting yes. bar. <laughs> private
2: cicerone with four legs and a tail. He brings me beer. Um, Waitresses. Yeah, I, I had my beer in a beer cooler where I keep my kegs on tap, which is set at about 50 degrees. And Brian had... It was about 48, actually. And Brian had his in the fridge, and he pulled it out for a little while before. And I guess you figured it was probably around 40? Something like that was your guess? It was cooler. So mine was a lot warmer. So most of my notes ended up being along the lines of really good beer, great flavors, good hop character, very strong kind of malt presence, kind of sweet for style. It's sort of... It's definitely an American pale ale, but it's sort of getting into this gray zone between the pale ale and the amber ale where it's sort of more caramel and malt-forward than a lot of American pale ales might come across. So even though I really liked it, it had wonderful flavors and aromas, if you wanted to make it a dead-center exemplar of style, Mm -hmm. you should probably back off from the crystal malt and bring the balance a little bit more to the hop. So it seemed a little bit... Richer and sweeter and crystal, caramel malt, crystal malt sort of flavors to me, hmm. like an amber ale would be. Yeah, I can get that. Which is almost exactly the opposite of what Brian said. <laughs> Brian, um, but when his beer warmed up a bit, he said, "Yeah, you can sort of see some of that." I think there was a big, big element of t- temperature difference going on in there, though. That was just bringing the warmer it gets, the more the sort of malt characters will come out. Okay, so, it does yeah. make a big difference, and it yeah. makes it seem like a sweeter, richer beer.
1: Interesting. So for competition, so let's say Adam wanted to brew this again specifically for competition. Um, how would you, when you're tasting, how, how, would a, how would a judge taste? At a competition, what temperature do they normally serve it at?
2: It can vary. Uh, for an American pale ale, 50, honestly, is probably getting a little bit warm. Okay. Probably 40, 45 would be better. 50 is kind of what I like for my beers, but then I also have that like tend to have like stouts and porters on tap in that cooler a lot yeah so those benefit from a little warmer temperature okay um i think when, when we talked about it we agreed that probably brian's take on it was a little right i had this beer a little bit too warm and was getting a little bit too much of the caramel malt flavor that was in there so, okay. I was probably over perceiving that balance as being a little out, and But you like it are have to be, yeah, I really loved it. there was nothing wrong with it, yeah, it was just a matter you know you got the balance up towards its edging into this amber ale territory, mm-hmm. sure. can, so, the,
6: can the hops kind of start uh, fading out a little bit when it warms up, so the malt's a little more evident, or is that just the malt kind of warming I, up and oxidizing and
2: to me it 's not so much that the hops fade i mean i 'm not really sure about that, but i don 't notice that those fades just that, that the sweetness comes out more. And the caramel flavors will come out more as it warms up. Oh, okay. So we'll, it, the balance will kind of shift because of that. When you get beers get colder, they get crisper. The malt goes away, and you get colder still, and the hops go away, mm-hmm. and you get it colder still, and that's where you serve mass market canned lagers, so you don't actually taste anything because it's not there. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: as it warms up, though, it is going to uh, push out more. You know, less of the CO two is going to stay in solution, so that some of that will come off right away, and you might sp- catch it if you if you smell it in the very early stages of smelling the aroma, but then later it might fade. You know, Some of those uh, volatile things are going to blow off, and you're going to have just the, the malt. And it's going to be pushing off less of that hop flavor. So, I mean, I could see it could, could affect the hop flavor slightly, but this is warming up, and I still get a lot of the hop flavor and aroma yeah. in it.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I thought the, 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 the flavors and the aromas in that beer were great. I mean, I gave it Absolutely. a 39, 40-point kind of score. It was very nice. But in the end, I think I agree that Brian's take on the balance of the beer is probably closer to where it's actually at. Um, I don't think either of us think you're out of APA style here, but, you know, there's some room to play around with where you want to target it. It depends what you want. If you're bringing this because you like it this way, damn it, then more power to you. You're there. (laughs) And if you want to maybe try and try and target a a blue ribbon at a competition, then maybe you need to think about whether you want to really focus down the middle of the style so that nobody's going to find these little stylistic points to quibble with it about. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I think that's where I'm at. I I found a a real nice beer that I enjoy, but I do enjoy entering competitions and seeing some of the feedback. So uh, some of the comments can be a little, you know, a little close to the IPA range or maybe a little too bitter for style, those kind of things. So,
2: Yeah. Well, those are your local judges, so take what they say to heart. They'll be judging your next one, too. Yeah. And you should <laughs> Unless de- you send it elsewhere.
3: You should definitely bring a bottle of this to uh, Jimmy the next time you're at a fractals gig at <laughs> Ficker's Tap House downtown.
1: Uh-oh. Show plugs. <laughs> Brother Jimmy would appreciate this. Uh, well, Adam, you want to run through your uh, um, your recipe, bud? Yeah, sure. Uh, do you
6: want uh, just the hops like you were saying, or do you want the whole thing?
1: Just the whole thing. Why not?
6: Yeah, sure. Uh, so the grist is about 60% two-row, uh, about 22.5% pilsner, uh, about 7.5% carapils, um, about 6% crystal 40. Uh, and I've actually just started swapping out the crystal 40 for that British caramalt. Um, so we'll see how that kind of difference makes in the malt character. Um, about 3% three to 4% wheat malt. Um, and I have been using a little bit of acid malt, but I've just started taking that out now just to, to get my pH right. Uh, and I also use about an ounce of Chinook hops in the mash. I think that kind of helps add a little bit of bitterness to the to the beer. If, if nothing else, it makes the, the garage smell really good. So, <laughs> um, And then the, the boil, the hops, I, I do a little bit of Columbus uh, at 60 minutes. It's a 90-minute boil just for about 15 to 16 IBUs. A uh, little bit of Simcoe at 30 minutes just to kind of get some aroma, or 20 minutes, excuse me, just to get some aroma in there. Uh, a split between Centennial and Columbus again at 10 minutes. And then I throw about three and a half to four ounces of hops in in the last uh, minute to, to zero minutes. And those are Centennial, Simcoe, Cascade, and Citra.
3: Yeah, I think that you're hitting that, that pineapple stuff yeah. from the Citra. And a little yep. a little piney. The, the Simcoe is subdued, and I like that. Sometimes Simcoe can just take over a beer. Um, yeah,
6: some, sometimes in some, some contests I've gotten some feedback that it's a little too catty. Yeah. Uh, so I think some people are a little more predisposed to, to tasting that, but I kind of like that, that catty-type type flavor in and, aroma, too, so I, I, I like talking. to leave it in there.
3: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What do you guys
1: think about him putting that, uh, subbing that C40 for a British,
3: British Crystal?
2: Which British Crystal?
6: The caramel, it's, I think, 35 level bond or 37 level bond.
3: It might give some smoothness to it.
2: Yeah, it'll be a little bit different flavor. I mean, the darkness and the sort of the the general flavor range isn't going to be that different, but you might get a more interesting flavor out of it.
6: Yeah, I I just did that on the last batch. It's in the fermenter right now, so I'm kind of excited to taste that. All right. Um, And then the dry hop, I do three ounces of dry hop. So I do an ounce of Simcoe, an ounce of uh, Columbus, and then a half ounce each of Cascade and Citra. That's
3: a nice one. I do that
6: for about five days or so. Cool. Uh, And the original gravity, I always shoot for uh, right about 10.56 or 10.57. Um, And final gravity, I try to go pretty high, so I try to finish about 10.12.
3: Any water additions, or you just use that nice, like, superior water there?
6: Uh, well, I'm actually out of uh, Rochester, Minnesota, oh, okay. so yeah. we, have, we have terribly hard water here, Oh, so I have a whole home RO system, so I use all RO water, and there I have uh, some gypsum and some things just to pump the calcium and, and sulfates up.
2: How's he
1: doing on the water, guys? Pretty good?
2: Fine. Yeah. I, I don't remember really noticing any, any sort of water treatment no. in here, so it's, yeah, it's nicely just... background. okay that's kind of
6: one of my worries with my with my recipe is just my water i at first i was brewing with the sulfates right around 300 and i was maybe getting a little bit of a metallic flavor so Mm -hmm. i've been bumping that down you know ever since i'm right about 200 to 250 parts per million right now so
3: yeah i think you're where you need to be with the water no no complaints there okay good good uh adam do you have any questions for the guys
6: you know, uh, not too much. Like I said, just some of the off flavors that I've gotten on some score sheets were that metallic um, and kind of the cattiness. And I've also got a little bit of feedback on just the grassy kind of flavors. And I didn't know if that was from from dry hopping for too long or using too many hops or, or what that could be coming from.
3: That's a pretty heavy dry hop for an American pale, uh, but you know, it tastes it tastes good to me. It's not it's not grassy in this beer too heavily. There's a there's a hint of that. Uh, but I just get more of the tropical and piney flavors and and, and citrus. I don't yeah. know. What do you think, Lee?
2: Yeah, Cascade's kind of famous for causing that. So maybe oh, you okay. want to give it a, a you know add that in a little later in the day, the game. So if you're going to do five days dry hopping, maybe throw the Cascade in on the third day or something instead of all five days. Um, it might help restrain that a little bit. But it's, it's mm-hmm. not. It's, this isn't a big deal here. Um, if you, since you bring it up, there is there is I am mean, maybe getting a little bit of a metallic note in here. Um, I don't. It doesn't taste really like what I'd expect from adding adding calcium sulfate, though. Okay. Um, so I don't know if there's some other metals in your water, or you got you got your kettle and everything pretty thoroughly stainless and copper only.
6: Yep, stainless and copper only. Um, like I said, RO water.
2: Hmm.
6: Um, you know, I've a couple of my beers. I've noticed a little bit of that metallic. So I've I've kind of been trying to scramble just to see what that could be and I really just you know from doing some reading that it might be just the amount of hops that I'm using or
2: are that those up, so. those you said a couple different beers that suggest it's not a particular recipe. Um were they all hoppy beers?
6: Yeah, yep. So this beer and then usually some of my bigger IPAs um some of the IPAs I don't notice it too much but I'll have friends that'll um that'll notice it.
2: Right. Are there any like brass fittings on the output of your RO system? Uh, Nope. Nope. no. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm stumped. I mean, it tastes a little bit bit like there is some sort of metallic thing going on there.
3: Try brewing the same beer, same recipe that you always do, that you've kind of perfected with just uh, store-bought, you know, mountain spring water sometime and just see what happens, you know?
6: yeah sure
3: that's a good idea and if if the metallic goes away, then it probably is something in your water if if it's still there, then it there's probably is something in your recipe or the way you're doing it, yeah, even after the
2: o r right, right There could still be something could get through yeah. or there could be something downstream, or maybe it's the lead pipes they use in Rochester maybe. <laughs> yeah who knows? who knows or the lead pipes they're using here that make me taste that might be um, <laughs> yeah, but it's a very nice beer, I like it.
6: Yeah, I, I, was, I guess also I was wondering uh, how the head retention was. I, I've noticed that the head retention can kind of fade away uh, pretty quickly in this beer, and compared to some of my other
3: beers.
1: Well, even though uh, Brian strong armed half of the bottle off with the cap still on it, um, how was that first bottle you guys opened?
3: It, it stuck around pretty well at home when I when I had it, and um, you know it's still ringing the glass. This
2: one we poured mm, a long true,
3: time yeah. ago. It's still it's still lingering long enough, but, you know. Pretty good. To be a fluffy head to last forever. It, it, it stuck around pretty well, but yeah, it's not a, a an area of concern.
2: In no, not in particular, no. Okay. I mean, if you're getting comments for that from the judges a lot, then maybe it's something to look at. But mm-hmm. I I didn't really see much of any evidence of that here. Okay, good.
6: And I guess just a, a follow up on the metallic. I was kind of wondering about the. Would that have any effect on, or pH, would that have any effect on a metallic flavor? I I feel like this one kind of finished a little low. It was about a 5.2 pH, 5.1.5, something like that.
2: Um, Lower pH might accentuate it. You know, I don't know. It it shouldn't. Could make it a little more biting and and accentuate
3: any, like, astringency that's there, which might be perceived as slightly metallic or something, but I don't know. Okay. I'm reaching now totally, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Where Where are you getting your hops from?
6: Uh, I'm buying them off of eBay from uh, Ted Hossetter.
3: Oh, okay. Ted Hossetter, yeah. yeah.
6: So, yeah, I usually buy <laughs> once a year and just, you know, store them up. So. Do you Where's he Ted? getting them? He's based out of Oregon, so I don't know if he has his own farm out there or, mm. or if he's buying directly from the farmers. But
2: Interesting. I mean, I know that I don't think it's the case anymore, at least I hope not, that in the past, I'm talking like decade or three or four back, there were some complaints that some of the treatments were being done to dry hops left a metallic residue on them. Hmm. I don't think anyone would be doing that anymore. Hmm. And certainly I would think Ted would probably not be indulging in such hops. Right. Um, but, yeah, well, it's interesting. You
1: think it's something to to try? Just maybe pick up some hops from... Try
2: a different hop source and
1: Nikobu see if it brew or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
6: that's definitely interesting.
1: I guess when you're trying to when you're trying to trace down some sort of flavor like that, you you just replace one thing and do everything the same and just see what happens, right?
2: Yeah, sometimes you have to do it a variable at a time. Yeah, yeah. Brian,
1: you look like you have an epiphany.
3: Oh, I was I was just looking up Ted. He's I think okay. he's, he's a pretty highly ranked beer judge. I just I've seen his name and I've seen him at the oh, conferences okay. and stuff. So I don't I don't know him personally, but I'm sure he knows what he's doing. So yeah, I would, yeah. I would doubt it for Zymergy quite a bit yeah and, yeah. yeah. So mm. he's a smart dude
6: he's a good guy to buy hops from I'd recommend it
1: cool awesome Uh, well Adam if that's it we'll, we'll let you go
6: yeah well thanks again for having me on guys and for the feedback
1: cool yeah thank you man and uh, you know let us know if you want to if you want to try this again Uh, we're always open to have your beer on
6: yeah I just recently have been brewing about lagers pretty consistently for the past year so it'll be interesting to send some of those to you guys
3: yeah we'd love it it'd be yeah. great Next time I'm awesome. passing through Rochester on my way to Bemidji or, or Duluth or, you know, one of those places, I'll, I'll, we'll stop by and have a homebrew.
1: Do it.
6: Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, man. All right. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks, bud. All right, cheers. Cheers. All right. Pretty good, huh?
3: Minnesotans yeah, brew some good
1: beer. beer. They sure do. If you come from Minnesota, you can brew the best beer you there. You can man. brew some good beer, man. That's for sure. Uh, okay. We're taking a break. We're coming back and we're talking to Brandon because he has an APA. Which is weird. It's the, uh, it's Dude, the APA show. It's the show.
3: invasion of the APAs. <laughs> Contestant number two.
1: Uh, it's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Hang on. We'll be back after this. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again.
0: What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates, get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small. Single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret el- Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N I K O B R E W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice.
4: Trust me. It's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need.
0: (laughs) Monster mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit monsterbrewinghardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Enter to win. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is?
1: Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good. But stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian.
0: Oh, man, this guy needs to get some Grog Tags. Grog Tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look.
1: Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags,
0: dude. GrogTag. At least your beer will look good. grogtag.com. I'll need to take your top off for this examination.
4: Oh, doctor.
1: All right, Dr. Holmberg, everyone, thanks for sticking with us. We're going to get Brandon on here in just a sec with his second, or with our second APA. What is it with uh, pale ales, man? People
2: are... It's summer. shoving these things it's up. It's summer. I mean, summer beer. What do you
3: want? Session beers are popular these days. Yeah. I
2: don't know what I want. Well, I don't know. This isn't I mean, really... Well, you, this, I guess this qualifies session. as sessionable by modern it's standards. sessionable, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's what's not
3: 3.2%. 4.5 and 5. It's not that much. Right. See? All right. There Your liver's it's tough good. enough. Lee, you can do it. Yeah. My,
2: my liver can chew through steel plate, but that's another matter. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd like to see you drink a steel plate. I think mm. it'd be fun.
2: If you molt, make it molten? Sure. <laughs> Wait, your liver. No, no. Wait. Uh, you said no. it, it's a verbal yeah, contract. That's right. But you have to make it molten but not hot.
1: <laughs> Shit. Avoid the That's the, gonna heat. be tough.
2: Avoid the heat. I can't handle that.
1: No alcohol. My heat. liver
2: will do it, but my lips will burn and I hate that.
1: <laughs> we'll funnel it. Especially my great.
2: tongue burns. And I can't judge anything for a week or two.
1: Oh man. Well, we need you, so we're not gonna do that. Brandon, we got you, right, buddy? Yep, I'm here. Alright, how you doing, man?
7: Hey, not too bad. How about you guys?
1: Perfect. Hey. Thanks for joining us.
7: Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me.
1: So uh this is the famous Brandon Zeddies from The Session, who uh, has made some pretty killer heavy metal <laughs> songs. Oh. In case you had a fan club, Brandon, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there.
7: I, I'm pretty sure I don't have a fan club, but thank you, JP, thank you. You <laughs> might.
3: Yeah,
2: JP what? is your fan club
3: now.
7: You play <laughs> okay, right on. Uh, I'll take any fan I can get. See?
3: Like heavy metal guitar, or what do you do? What do you do?
7: Um, well, heavy metal guitar, uh, and then I do some screaming vocals over the top, usually about, uh, beer.
3: <laughs> cool. <laughs> I got a friend who did a, uh, like a death metal version of reeling in the years and it's like, all right, I don't know how they do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Brandon does. <laughs> it's like, whoa, how yeah. do they do that with their voice? We'll, we'll talk about that later after the show. Oh, wow. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Brandon can melt your uh, face, not your palate. Go, ro- ro- right. <laughs> Do the growl. Well, I'd, I'd
7: prefer the palate part for this show. but
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, all right, Brandon, how long have you been homebrewing, man? Uh, for a little under two years now. Oh, okay. A little new guy. Yep, newbie. Nice. Uh, all grain or extract? All grain. Okay. And uh, what about the American Pale Ale? Is this your first batch? Your first effort?
7: Uh, I've brewed a lot of renditions of American Pale Ales, but mm-hmm. this is the first with this particular recipe okay all right
1: awesome and uh what are you looking to get out of having the the two handsome gentlemen here in front of me uh taste this beer
7: um same as the last time i was on the show just some general feedback um yeah just let me know what you guys think okay Okay. perfect
3: turn (laughs) contestants.
2: yeah Uh, i don't remember what what was the beer you had before it was a imperial red ale okay i can't remember that last summer i think right or fall
7: I believe it was actually in January or February of this year. Uh, this year the beer okay. was kind of like an arrogant bastard yeah, type beer. All right. so that's how
1: confused I get when I'm booking. I just, you know, I see an email. If I don't clear it out, I just, I shotgun everybody. Brandon's <laughs> like, uh, I kind of already been on. I'm like, don't care. I need you. Let's do this.
7: <laughs> well, great job, JP. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm not the best at scheduling, man. It's it's uh, It's too many moving parts emails. It's just, it's tough. As oh, long that's as you cool. show
7: up. I'm, I'm glad to be on again. So.
1: Yeah. No, I'm glad you were able to, to send us some beers, man. I appreciate it. We're all glad. Uh, Lee, speaking of being glad. I'm glad. Be glad that you can go I'm, first. I'm
2: glad you're asking me to go first. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just glad. Well, and I'm why happy. wouldn't you be? And I'm happy and I'm glad. And this beer is also glad. It's Prove it. It's very happy. Prove it. Well, it has this wonderful medium citrusy hop aroma. That, that's a glad thing. Uh, medium citrusy hop aroma. Medium, low, malt, little bit of a caramel note. Hop aroma, I got some lime zest, a little bit of grapefruit, a little bit of stone fruit, and some melon. Um, very clean ferment, no DMS or diacetyl. good balance for the style. Not as hop forward as some, but definitely sort of in the classic APA realm here. Uh, brilliant light amber orange. No, it was very, very, very crystal clear beer. It was almost amazingly so. You don't see many American pale ales like that. They they actually tend usually to be sort of good to a little slightly hazy from dry hopping. This one, I mean, I'll be curious to hear if you filtered it or something. is um, a medium, fine white foam uh, with moderate head retention at best. Could probably use a little improvement there, but not bad. Hop flavor, getting into the flavor is very up front. Again, with the lime and the melon and the grapefruit, it's pretty medium-high flavor. A little bit of malt flavor, medium level. A little bit of caramel and some honey notes in there. Um... The flavor on the hops, I thought, was pretty forward for an American pale ale. It was actually sort of taking a step towards the IPA territory With the hop flavor was kind of dominating. Not, not quite dominating, but it was, it was uh, a little, definitely strong in the balance. But the bittering balance is about right. The IBUs, I would say, it was only balanced a little bit towards the bittering, so it's definitely very pale ale-like there. Um, no um, ferment esters that I could separate from any of the hop character. Finishes just about dry, some lingering hot flavor and a little bit of malt. Um, Very much to style, I thought. Uh, Medium body, medium to medium-low carbonation, slight little bit of alcohol warmth, clean. It wasn't hot or solventy, but again, that almost seemed a little bit IPA-like, but it wasn't really in IPA territory. Um, no astringency, um, medium creaminess, a bit strong perhaps, but not very much, not not excessively so for style. It is pretty much the style. Um, I thought it was a nicely clean example with a good hop character, very drinkable beer. Um, it came across to me as the hop flavor and the alcohol sort of pushing the high edge of the style, not out of it. Uh, but if you want to get that good sort of down-the-road exemplar of style, those might want to be throttled back just a touch. Um, The bittering I thought was good. Um, Other than that, it could maybe use a little bit more head retention. Uh, I don't know if you need to add in a little wheat malt would help with that. Or if you were doing some sort of a protein rest, maybe don't do it. You might be over-digesting the proteins. It will contribute to the head. Hmm. Um, But other than that, I thought it was a pretty nice beer. I gave it a 35. It's got good flavors, good balance, pretty much in style. I had nothing really majorly wrong with it. It's kind of nice. Good drinker.
3: Cool, awesome, yeah. Brian. Yeah, I liked it as well. Uh, you know, had a uh, in the aroma, had a medium-high, pleasant, perfumey kind of floral hop. So it was kind of a refreshing change from from the big citrus. You know, you're bombs, right. That's I a like good as well. But yeah, that's a good point. It's like it smells like flowers, kind of. Yeah. You know, we we'll get into the hop choices there too, but not everybody does that. A lot of people do go for the big West Coast citrusy thing, and that definitely definitely is, has its place too. But this is kind of an interesting one, interesting interpretation, and uh, well, well done with that. Um, the, there's a hint of citrus underneath it too, but you know, a kind of cleanly, bready malt profile, just medium low, unassuming. Uh, no baddies in there, clean uh, fruity esters are kind of medium low, just just in check in there. Uh, everything's kind of pretty balanced in the aroma, so I scored it pretty high for the aroma, like ten out of twelve. Uh, very beautiful golden color. I gave it full points for appearance. Uh, even though the head did fade a bit fast, I forgave it because it's just a beautiful beer. Golden with bright yellowy highlights, just amazingly clear. Uh, low white head, faded pretty, you know, fairly quickly. It, it stuck around a short while. But flavor-wise, I thought it was a bit light on flavor overall, and I, I did score a little lower on the flavor than I did on the aroma, but it was it was still a pleasantly clean ale profile. Fits the the pale ale, Uh, you know realm and the bitterness (laughs) level it's easy to mess that up it was just kind of nice medium and in check with everything else that's there um you know the malt i guess i could say the malt was maybe a little too unassuming and kind of backgroundy you know kind of white bread like (laughs) notes in there you know nothing nothing fancy here but and it doesn't need to be big to stand up to all you know the hops you have in a beer like this but it should be interesting um but, yeah, it was, you know, the, the hops, again, were nice and pleasantly floral, nice little citrus alongside that. So the bitterness did kind of stick out, stick out as it uh, as it floats off your tongue. It finishes pretty dry, so the bitterness did kind of stick out a little bit. But I wouldn't say it was out of balance. Um, you know, body-wise, it's kind of where it needs to be. Medium carbonation, I didn't get any warmth or anything like that. I didn't get any big alcohol. I might have to disagree with Lee on the, the bigness of this beer overall because it doesn't seem big to me. It seems light and um, delicate, and not not crazy strong. But if if it is stronger, the alcohol in it is very smooth. It's not not biting or yeah, or, or even warming or, at all.
2: Or it might just be if the body's a little bit low, it lets that come through a little bit more.
3: Yeah, that could be too. Um, so very well brewed American pale, uh, no serious defects at all. Minor balance and and flavor issues, you know, distract a little bit. Um, I, I don't. I'd, I'd like to talk about your water. I'm not sure what mineral additions you may be doing or what your water's like, but um, the in the mouthfeel, one of the things I got was this kind of had this kind of minerally chalky feel to it, and in the, the flavor a little bit too, and kind of a kind of a soda water kind of impression. But um, so you'd say his his water is hard, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, well brewed beer, and uh, you know you could. You could bring a few things up in this beer. You know, they bring up with a few different malt elements and get a little more breadiness and light light toastiness in there. Maybe it might make it more interesting. Um, if you filter it or find it, you want to be sure to a, adjust your hops and and make sure that they're balanced with everything um, that's there uh, because you know they will back off a little bit. Hops were kind of subdued in this beer, uh, but it was like kind of like Lee said, kind of a pleasant classic American pale ale. So I give it a 38. I thought it was an excellent beer.
1: Excellent. Wow. What do you think, Brandon? Uh not too bad. <laughs> not too. B- if I got a 38 on anything, I'd be stoked,
7: man. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy about it.
1: Uh do you have any questions for the guys?
7: <clears throat> um no, I suppose I'd like to talk about a couple of the things that they uh had brought up, uh the water. Yeah, in yeah let's particular. talk water, man. Yeah. Um so what I did for the water, I guess I'll start there. I added some calcium chloride and some gypsum to the mash and to the boil actually too um so you guys are saying that it's a little minerally um are you thinking that i need to back off of that a little bit well
3: where's your water at to start with do you have very soft water or is it hard
7: (laughs) (laughs) well it's not hard but it's uh it's right around 35 parts per million yeah where i'm living um and what i did with this particular beer uh, all the additions together raised it to about 100 parts per million of calcium. Um, that shouldn't be bad. No, and I, no, I didn't think it would be, be, and I didn't think that it would uh, lend this kind of minerally kind of thing, but I've noticed this with some of my other beers as well. Um, mostly happy beers. Um, so I understand what you're saying, I'm just not really sure how to fix it.
3: Yeah, um... I mean, this to me would be more of a gypsum thing and maybe adding more of the calcium chloride than the gypsum the next time using kind of the same balance of calcium or maybe backing it off slightly because, you know, as long as you have enough there to get everything converting, keep your enzymes happy, you're going to be good. Um, You could back that off a little bit, especially with a a more delicate beer where that's going to poke through or just add a few more hops and it'll cover everything up and, you know, everything will be happy. But, yeah. Maybe try adjusting that balance of those the, the different mineral additions.
7: So try to have a little bit more calcium chloride in them?
3: That tends to lend a little more smoothness and kind of an impression of a little sweetness, whereas the yeah the gypsum is going to give you kind of that, that chalky, kind of gritty mouthfeel and the, a little bit of a um, biting edge to the uh, the bitterness and the, uh, the hop flavor. Yeah, it so. will
2: definitely accentuate everything about the hops and make the beer seem drier. The, the gypsum well. So if it's
3: more biting, yeah, bu- pull that gypsum back. If, it's, if it needs to be smoother, put the, the calcium chloride up a little bit.
2: Yeah, the, the calcium chloride, mm. if anything, will accentuate the malt a little bit.
3: Yeah.
7: Okay. So
2: well, curi- I'm curious. Did, did you filter this beer?
7: Uh, no, I did not.
2: Wow.
3: It's pretty clear, right? You
2: find it's like it? glass. Gelatin? Anything? Yeah, I, I use
7: gelatin with all ah. of my batches of beer. and yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny because before this, I had a batch of cream ale that would not clear up at all. And this was the following batch to that, and this one is crystal clear. Yeah,
3: wow. yeah this wow. looks like other gelatin find beers I've had, and, and it's yeah, it, it really does a good job of getting just everything out of there. Yes, <laughs>
2: it, it makes it, however, a non-vegetarian drink.
3: Oh. Uh, yeah, but who cares?
2: And we're both <laughs> yeah. vegetarians. Damn it.
7: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys, but you guys are kind of wimpy for being yeah. that way. So. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We-
1: Nah. Lots of metal guys are vegetarians.
7: <laughs> Look at Nate. I was just gonna say
3: Nate. Yeah, Nate. But he's you know, I could be he's vegetarian afraid. if there were vegetables that tasted like meat. <laughs> if they
7: were
2: hard <laughs> vegetables,
3: yeah, right. I only eat carrots. Threatening <laughs> vegetables.
1: I don't eat eggplant. <laughs> um, what else, Brandon?
7: Uh, do you guys want to know about the recipe at all? I know you guys were talking yeah. about yeah. uh sorry, the hops and, and Hop, stuff. Hops Please watch,
3: do, you know, especially yeah,
7: give it up, dude. All right, so forty six point seven percent American two row malt. <laughs> uh, the, the same for uh, Maris Otter. I kind of split up the base malt in between pale uh, two row malt and Maris
3: Otter. I like doing that myself too. Sometimes it really it really gives you a nice, you know, it can give a full malter, malt profile in there. If you if you the American can be kind of boring in some beers, and, and blending them does give a give a nice malt profile usually and then but then i said your your beer lacked malt complexity it's sorry
7: no no that's <laughs> perfectly all right and i feel like this beer compared to other pale ales that i've made without having marisader in there this beer definitely has a better mouthfeel to it um it, it definitely added something so it's something i plan on continue to doing cool yeah uh, awesome so then i added some white wheat malt uh, you guys are talking about head retention, and I actually do have some wheat malt in here, so that that actually kind of confuses me a little bit <laughs> and then a little um English medium crystal for the little dash of colour that I added to it. how much um four ounces for a five gallon batch Not or much. well a seven gallon batch, but I take five gallons out of the kettle All
2: right. <laughs> okay
7: so for low crystal go ahead sorry
3: that's pretty low on the crystal but you know it's yeah it'll give you some color and it's it'll be the light on the lighter side for and it is kind of you know golden with yellowy but yeah anyway go ahead
7: (laughs) that's all right um so for hops it was actually kind of funny uh i only used one hop for this particular beer can you get do you guys know what hop i used or
3: oh we're gonna guess hops oops (laughs) <laughs> Let me consult my hop book. No, uh, Boy, what would you guess, Lee?
2: Oh, put it on me, huh? Okay. Uh, what would I guess if I had to be the one to guess? Um, Eldorado. We can both no, guess. No, no. I'm trying to remember the name. Very popular hop right now. It's um, the one that tastes like melons that everybody's throwing in with citra. Um, so not mosaic? citra then? Not citra.
7: Mosaic? Mosaic. I got it. <laughs> it, it's close to mosaic it's actually simcoe
2: simcoe oh wow all right well really interesting i'm not i would have that never kinda, guessed that i a was stronger gonna, diesel i would get out expect out i was of gonna that. guess
3: like a noble hop or something like you so use holler tower middle middle fruit in this? see it's funny you say that because
1: because I, I i've been smelling cat pee the whole time but neither of you guys really mentioned huh. it so i'm like oh well ma- here smell my glass maybe we should change uh, sides of the table that. maybe yeah. you have too many cats but smell just smell it you smell it you smell that thing is it me it might just be me I mean, it's Am very I... low. Yeah. No, I get it
3: now. Yeah, it does have a little bit of that hmm. a little cattiness. It's funny you say Simcoe.
2: It always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah.
7: So it's just Simcoe at sixty minutes, twenty minutes, and then at flame out a relatively large edition of it, and then dry hop with Simcoe as well.
1: It has a nice uh, flavor. I, I don't really know. I don't really know Simcoe as being a, a flavor hop. Is it?
2: Yeah, you can use yeah. it for that, I guess. I mean, the interesting thing is, but not is many here, people do, right? Most most of the beers I have Simcoe in are IPAs, and they're just hopped out the wazoo. Whereas this right. is a little bit more balanced. Yes. So I'm not used to coming across Simcoe in the context of a balanced beer.
1: <laughs> right. That I guess that's what I mean. It's it's uh, I'm actually getting a flavor of it, and yeah. that doesn't happen yeah. a whole lot.
2: Yeah. Um, you said you added like four ounces of crystal malt into a seven-gallon batch.
3: Uh, yep, that's correct.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Do you think you might need to try and boost up the body on this a little bit? I think I would go a little higher on that, yeah. Yeah, either more crystal or a slightly higher a degree or two on the mash temp, maybe, just to bring out the body in this beer. If you're, you're blending
3: the American with the British uh, uh, malts, mm. you could blend the American-British crystal malts, too. Do four ounces of an American 40 with the four you know, four ounces sure. of the, the other crystal. See what happens. And,
7: and with that in mind, this thing finished out at 10, 12, um, down from 1054 Mm -hmm. um so it's and it's actually a little bit higher than my other pale ales have finished out but um i i agree with you guys i could use a little bit more there
2: a little more crystal flavor or something or some more body It, Mm -hmm. it also seems a touch low in the carbonation i don't remember if this was bottle filled or if i could tell if it was bottle filled or keg filled it was keg filled was with a, a
7: Blickman beer gun.
2: Yeah, so maybe a little higher on the CO2 next time might might help beef up a little bit of the the mouthfeel a bit.
7: Okay,
1: uh, Brandon, you did mention being a little confused about the white wheat uh, comment. Yep. Um. So, h- how much white wheat did you put in in into this beer?
7: Uh, looks like nine ounces.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Out of what, what was the total mass of your grist then?
7: Uh, the total mass, I'm not sure, but the percentage of this is 4.6, so close to 5.
3: Well, you tell okay. us, when you pour a glass of this from your keg, does the head stick around for a long time? Does it Does it have it, a nice, fluffy head in that?
7: It actually does, because I yeah. have a glass in front of me that pretty much whitewalled the whole glass down the, <laughs> down the side. That's why I said I'm a little confused. Yeah. Then, I, it I, then is I think a, the
3: bottle maybe, we have is just slightly undercarbonated. Little,
2: yeah, carbonation is probably okay. what's yeah. driving a lot of that.
3: And that's going to push more of the hop flavors out, too. And we might, you know, if it was a little more carbonated, we'd be getting more of that cat box, the Simcoe character. And it's it's pretty subdued in this, which is it's it's an interesting beer. And it seems delicate for a Simcoe-only beer. Because I've had Simcoe-only IPAs before, and they're just like, wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's it, the cat? <laughs>
2: yeah, and it would explain the fact that the body feels a little bit light and thin, even though you've put all that, that crystal and the other stuff in there. Uh-huh. And that there's little head retention. You know, all those things could trace back to that one thing as is an issue. So that's that might be actually the first thing to, to figure out um, okay. what, what pressure you need to bottle this at with your beer gun. You know, you might have to go in a few pounds high to get it where you want it.
7: It actually might have been, too, that the bottles were a little bit warm. I couldn't uh, – fi- I, I was hurrying up to bottle this actually for a competition that's coming up here in Wisconsin um, actually in about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, so I, I was hurrying and – I didn't have a chance to get the bottles as cold as I would have liked to to keep some of that carbonation in it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. cold definitely helps. Freeze them.
7: Yeah, for sure. Um, I I do actually have one more question for you guys. (laughs) Go ahead, Brandon. Um, This is actually my first batch that I've repitched yeast. Okay. Uh, So I took yeast from a cream ale, I took Y Yeast 1056. And I repitched it into this one. You guys don't notice anything odd with that, or at least I didn't hear you guys mention anything with that.
3: No. Very, very clean. You cared for the, the yeast well, and you can certainly do that. It'll give the beer a nice start and uh, get it from, I mean, I'm sure it just took off like a rocket, right? Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> Probably
7: about five or six hours it had visible signs of krausen. Beautiful. Nice.
3: Yeah. No, ferments
1: good. Very well awesome. done, sir.
7: Thank you. Is that well, it? Yeah, well, JP, what do you think about this beer? I know you don't like hoppy beers.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I, I like hoppy beers. I don't like uh, high gravity beers. And oh, gotcha. So okay. like IPAs, those kind of go hand in hand. So I, I think it's a very pleasant beer. It's very easy drinking. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, like like Brian said, you, you kind of went away from that uh, that kind of resiny dank thing that everyone feels like they have to do, and you kind of actually went softer uh, with a section to the ma- of the uh, of the hops, and I appreciate that with Simco. With Simcoe.
2: <laughs> Never would have guessed it.
7: That's how we do it in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, okay, man. If that's it, we're going to let you split. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys.
1: All right, Brandon. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Yep, Cheers. Bye. bye. All right. That was Brandon and his uh, APA number two. Uh, okay. So let's do a, a, a rundown briefly of uh, who did what. And then uh, we're going to do the uh, grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Tally and giveaway, and then uh, we're going to split because I don't have a beer anymore.
3: Yeah, these were two very different American pill ales, and it, it they really were right. Covered the spectrum of what you can do with with this style. You know, yeah. the uh, Adams American pill ale was very hop forward for the style, seemed a little stronger for the style. Um, the hops really stood out, and it bordered on IPA territory. Whereas Brandon, the uh, the metal dude, gave us a, a more delicate. Interpretation of the softer the side, the softer the side, the softer side of the hard air. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yes, they were both very good in their own way, and uh, you know, we both rated them really well. Um, and it seems like Lee rated the the hop forward one higher than I rated uh, it, and uh, you know, I rated the um, the, the more delicate, ba- really balanced one higher than he, he rated that one, but yeah, it's interesting to taste that spectrum. And we got it all in one show, so what do you, do you agree with that, Lee?
2: Yeah, I thought they were both very nice beers, you know, um. The, the issue with Brandon's probably in the end came down more to carbonation than, than yeah, is probably carbonation more important than, than not, probably seventy percent of the other stuff we were saying. You um, know,
1: I think it's a good spectrum for for people entering competitions. Also, you know, the the people like me maybe who who don't enter often, I don't really pay too much attention. To my carbonation levels, because I don't know if it matters uh, to
2: me. There's, there's
1: at the no, time ago, it doesn't matter, but yeah. Uh,
2: but there's no better way to take your beer down a notch than to not get that right. Right, exactly. And so many people do that when going into carb, especially if you keg mostly when going into yeah. competitions, because it's it's a bit of an art to get that right, and it's worth practicing in advance. You know, when you're not entering a comp so you can get yes. it right when the day comes. Absolutely. I, I mean, didn't. I think, didn't Tasty do like a whole show on that about a year, year and a half ago? I don't know. I, I seem to remember that about getting bottling right.
3: Possibly. Yeah. yeah. It's very important. You yeah. want to start uh, just slightly higher than it's going to end up at. Yeah. You want to just bump, Especially up, from bump keg. Up the carbonation them, a little bit. You know. the bottles, and, yeah. you know, if you're, you're carbonating with, uh, you know, pressure over time method, a few degrees difference can mean the difference between, you know, 2.0 volumes and 2.2 2 or 3 volumes, you know, just a few degrees difference. that – it really absorbs you know, the colder the beer gets, the more CO two it's gonna dissolve in the solution. So and yeah, if your bottles aren't cold, some of that's gonna come right out when you're when you're doing it. Even if you have nice fancy equipment like a beer gun or something. But you know, you can do it with a a a, a bottle filler and a and a, a stopper just as well and, and get it just right. So um you know just practice that art like like Lee said and, and get it work on it until you have it right for, for the beer style you're entering.
2: Yeah. yeah, actually, I think Tasty did that at one of the local homebrew clubs once, a talk on how to get the bottle fill to work. Oh. But that was part of it. Practice it. Figure out the parameters of your system. Sure. How high to turn up the pressure above and you know, get those bottles frozen and get, do it till you get it right. Yeah. And then when the time comes to enter that competition, you want to bottle those three bottles and get them right. You've got it down.
5: Yeah, and
3: we're all doing it at home. You know, in the end, just get it as close as you can, and do the best you can. Don't fret; the beer should speak for
1: itself. There you go. But every little point matters. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's good beer. They both were.
1: Yeah, they both did great. Okay, so who is the winner of the grog tag? At least your beer will look good uh $40, excuse me. I almost said $20.40 gift certificate Twenty $20.40? $20.40. $20, uh now for those of you who don't uh, know about this, grogtag, you go to grogtag.com. They are uh, the best place hands down to customize your beer labels, wine labels, you can do coasters, they got metal signs. Uh, they have little mini tags, or little strips that you can put on for for labeling your uh, your inventory, your archives. Uh, but the most important thing, they're fully customizable and they're reusable. They're uh, they're they're vinyl they 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 do not come off in water in an ice chest we call them ice chest approved you can put them in an ice chest all day cooler pull them right out the beer uh, labels will not slough off like uh, even some of the commercial paper ones can do and uh, you can write on them you can peel them off Save them for your next batch. Uh, they also do custom bottle caps as well. So uh, Grog Tag, if you want to customize your beer, if you're doing a, a, you know, maybe a batch of wine or something like that or, or a nice batch of barley wine for a gift, for a wedding, for, for you know, a birthday, having a party, uh, save the date. They're really popular for people who are, who are getting married for whatever reason, who whatever, whoever is insane enough to get married these days. Uh, you know, we'll save the date coasters instead of a magnet. Like who needs
3: another magnet in the house? Uh, anyway, grogtag.com, well, check them out. The The winner depends on, it was really, really close, because both of these were very good, and it depends yeah. on what Lee scored Adam's beer, because you said 30, I,
2: 39 or 40. Right, because yeah. I left the score sheet sitting on the kitchen duh, table.
3: Duh, duh, <laughs> duh. If it was a 40, then Adam's would have averaged a 37, and Brandon's would have averaged a 36.5, if my math abilities are right, so mm-hmm. I think Brandon's
2: would win the grogtags.
3: Uh-huh. By a half point? By a half a point. By half so. a there point.
2: There you go. That, that's hardly even worthy of, of a loser award.
1: That's true. Well, the loser award is because if your beer's not going to taste as good, Brandon, it might as well look good, right? That's right. So uh, Brandon Zettis, everyone. They win the Grog Tag $40, at least your beer will look good gift certificate. And I will uh, email it over to you at some point uh, between now and 2016.
3: He promises. I promise. That's right.
1: He promises. Uh, okay. I think we're ready to go. Let's get out of here. Skedaddle. All right. Uh, I want to thank my uh, our, our fine sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Learn all about cleaning and sanitizing your homebrewing equipment so you can make the best beer possible. I want to thank Grog Tag for the At Least Your Beer Will Look Good $40 gift certificate giveaway. I want to thank uh, the camera operator, Beverly.
4: You're welcome.
1: Uh, you did a fine job there. I hope you got all the deals on target.
4: There were There were a few. There were, there a, few, were a couple. You got some good stuff, I right? Some, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? sale on uh, socks or whatever. Body wash. Body, body. So That's soap. That
2: for, for JP,
4: yeah. right? Okay,
1: so. When did soap become body wash?
3: When, um,
0: I don't know.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, when people babe. people started <laughs> washing it. their bodies with it instead of just yeah, their face. When
0: soap companies decided to figure out a way to charge people more for soap.
1: Right. Well, there you go. Add water. <laughs> Uh, Brian and Lee, thank you, uh, gentlemen, once again. Let's go get a beer and uh, have a little reset. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been Dr. Homebrew. We'll catch you guys later. From the Hop
3: Grenade in downtown Concord,
1: California.